This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. I'm recording this outside today on this Sunday, uh, late in October. It's a nice day outside. It's, we're in the 50s or so, but sunny. I'm not going to get too many days to be able to, to record these outside, so I thought I would do that, do this today. Uh, so if you hear some background noises from animals or vehicles or something like that, then you know what's going on. I'm continuing now to look at the Gospel of John and interpreting it as a proclamation of the Gospel of non-duality. And today I'm going to look at a person who is mentioned repeatedly in the first chapter of the Gospel of John, and it's John the Baptist, not to be confused with John the Apostle. I'm calling him, in this episode, the man who did not wake up. We could call him the unchrist or the unbuddha. When people came to John and asked him who he was, he said clearly, I'm not the Christ. He was a popular preacher in his day and even considered a prophet by many people, including Jesus. But he never saw the kingdom of God, which was Jesus' term for non-dual awareness. John the Baptist is described in the Gospel of Luke as a cousin of Jesus, just six months older than Jesus. He was a solitary prophet who lived and preached and baptized in the wilderness of Judea. It's even possible that he was some sort of hermit like the Desert Fathers of the third century. There's some conjecture by scholars that he was an Essene or at least connected to the Qumran community near the Dead Sea that became famous for preserving the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Gospels picture him as a charismatic figure who wore a tunic made of camel's hair and ate a diet of honey and locusts. These locusts, by the way, are the fruit of the locust tree, known today as carob. It has edible pods, the beans of which are used today as a chocolate substitute. So he was not eating grasshoppers like so many readers assume, but he was munching on something much more like cacao or cocoa beans. In all the Gospels, including the Gospel of John, he is a transitional figure. He comes before Jesus. He prepares the way for Jesus. He baptizes Jesus. He has a very similar message to Jesus. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He points people to Jesus, but he does not become a disciple of Jesus. In fact, at the end of his life, he is still uncertain about Jesus' identity from prison. He sent a disciple to Jesus asking if Jesus really was the Messiah and whether he should be looking for someone else. John is the portrait of a spiritual seeker who never finds what he's looking for. In the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew and Luke, Jesus gives this assessment of John. 
He says, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So according to Jesus, John never made it into the kingdom. John the Baptist is like the spiritual seekers of today. He represents a spiritually minded person who has a lot of spiritual ideas and says all the right things, but has not himself known the spirituality of the kingdom of God, of which he speaks. That's why Jesus says the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John had not entered the kingdom. He had not awakened to reality. He is like the seeker today who believes in enlightenment and desires but but has not experienced it. Such people know all the right words and have all the right ideas. They have glimpsed the kingdom from afar, enough to know that it is real and true, but have not entered through the narrow gate. John has seen the light, but has not identified with the light. The Gospel of John says of him, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness to the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness to the light. When John is asked if he's the Messiah, he admits he's not. So he's not an imposter or a, a charlatan. He was sincere. When they ask John, who are you? John says that he is a voice crying in the wilderness. Quoting from the prophet Isaiah, that certainly describes a lot of people today. There are a lot of spiritual seekers wandering in the wilderness, seeking for deliverance, for liberation, for salvation, for, for awakening, thirsting for it like a person seeking water in the desert. John admits his spiritual condition. He says of Jesus, I did not know him, even while he was baptizing him. Now, John knew Jesus as his cousin. He even said that he knew that Jesus was the I Am of Israel. John said of Jesus, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. This is a reference to Jesus' statement, before Abraham was, I am. John even calls Jesus the Son of God. John knew about Christ, but it was knowing at a distance, dualistic knowing. Seekers today can be very knowledgeable, but like John, they have not awakened to reality. Furthermore, John seems to have died before he had that awakening. He was executed as a young man in his 30s. I think we are intended to see Jesus and his cousin, who are just about the same age and probably looked alike because of the family resemblance, to see them as examples of two spiritual paths. One woke up and one did not. John was a seeker who never woke up. As such, his life is a cautionary tale for seekers today. John the Baptist is a transitional figure caught in duality, but yearning for non-duality. Because of that, he is a character that many people can identify with. 
people who have been seeking for years but have not found. He also has something to say though to those who have seen the kingdom, for unless one has a sudden and complete awakening like Jesus did or like Buddha did, then we're all in transition. Awakening is not a once-for-all event for most people. For some people, it may be instantaneous and complete. We've heard stories like that. But even Jesus took 40 days in the wilderness, it says, to figure out what had happened. For many people, awakening is a process of integrating the new reality that one has seen into everyday consciousness. It is like a seed growing, which is why Jesus uses that metaphor for the kingdom of God so often in his parables. The seedling breaks through the ground into the light in one moment, but that's just the beginning. It grows, it matures, and flowers. There's a process of opening up to reality. Of course, that process that I'm talking about here is really just our mind and body's adjustment to this new and true reality, non-dual reality, is always here now. It doesn't change, but our temporal awareness of it changes. That way we are all in transition. If you have had a glimpse of the kingdom, you are like a seed that has sprouted and broken through the surface of the ground of being into light. That process has perils, which is what Jesus' parable of the sower is all about. You know, there's no guarantee that the seed of the kingdom will take root in our lives and flourish. I know that firsthand because I pushed it away for 20 years, afraid of the consequences of the death of the ego that I had seen. The growing seed needs to be nurtured. I wish I had had someone to tell me that 30 years ago when that happened to me. It would have saved me a lot of suffering. It would have saved me 20 years, which is why I'm doing these podcasts and these video episodes. One thing that John says is very helpful in this regard in speaking to his disciples about the relationship between him and Christ in chapter 3, the Gospel of John, he says of Christ, he must increase, I must decrease. That sums up the process. I, the self, the ego, is meant here, must decrease, and Christ must increase. Once we glimpse Christ as the true self, then the process begins. In time, Christ increases and we decrease until there is no self and only Christ. John is a good example of a traditional religious person, a devout Christian who knows there's something more but has not come to it yet. As the prologue says, John understood himself as not the light, but bearing witness to the light. That's a good description, I think, of the traditional devotional Christian path where the beloved and the lover are separate. 
worship is an expression of this divine love. And there's nothing wrong with traditional worship of God as it is expressed in churches. I mean, that gives the ego something to do. I do not reject the church or church worship or traditional Christianity. I love the church. I worship regularly in a traditional church. Back this morning, that was at a traditional church worship service outside here in our town. I still preach occasionally in such churches when they dare to let me into the pulpit. But there is more to the Christian life than this dualistic, theistic expression of it. Most Christians are like John the Baptist. They are witnesses to the light only. They have not been consumed by the light and identify with the light until there is only light. The traditional Christian pattern of believing in Christ and glorifying Christ and serving Christ is good, but it's not the best. In traditional Christianity, there's always a separation between the Christian and Christ. In the kingdom of God, there is no separation. There is union in the I am, as I am. Just as Jesus talks about this later in the Gospel of John, in the kingdom of God, we are one with the light of the world who is Jesus Christ. The spiritual life is a process of fully realizing that unity and identity. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.